Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com just goes to JackieCation.com because it made me laugh, you guys. And I love to laugh. Who doesn't? Okay. So um, all of those websites, JackieCation.com has all the merch and all my schedule. And it also has a player for the Dork Forest. And then DorkForest.com is exclusively Dork Forest stuff. It just has so, sort of the notes about the shows. And then it has a player and it has the bonus where I talk to Andy about each and every episode. Little shorty, little shorty bonus that is also on the app. But uh, Libsyn just started posting it. So I just started letting it be posted. Sounds like fun. The credits. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and we thank him for it because it makes it nice. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the song that you just heard. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance again at the end of the show. And Vilmos fixes my website. It is December. What am I doing? I'm going, I'm doing a weird kind of one-nightery thing where I'm doing small theaters, a live dork forest in Atlanta. You should go to JackieCation.com to the schedule page, the calendar page, and check out where I'm going to be because it's Birmingham, Alabama, Chattanooga, Atlanta, and Marietta, uh, Georgia. And then, um, and then the following week, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, back at the old home, the old, uh, college town. That's going to be exciting. And then the first week of January, I believe I am at Acme in Minneapolis. So upcoming dates, folks. Uh, this episode is very fun. What should I tell you? It's December. So in November and December, I ask that you do not donate to the Dork Forest. Instead, you find your local food bank because people could use a sandwich. So Google the words, the name of your town but the actual name of your town and the word food bank and your local food bank should show up. Whatever the 10 bucks a month you were going to send me, send it to them. What the heck? Or you can do feedingamerica.org and that will get you, you can put in your zip code and it can get you your local food bank in the United States. So, but if you're not in the United States, do that other thing and that'll be better. Uh, I do stand up. You can get merch if you want for the holidays. Um, it's, if you're a Christmas person, um, you have a couple of weeks. I, I, I send them out pretty quick. There's CDs, my new DVD, which, uh, is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux, which is either a DVD or a CD. There's my old CDs and, uh, all the Dork Forest t-shirts you ever wanted and the new stand-up t-shirt, Spooky Rating Girl. So, that's enough of that. There's probably something I'm not telling you, but, uh, let's get into the show anyway. Have a good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to my living room. I'm in my living room with a very, uh, a friend of long standing. Let's go with that, Susie Sorrow. How you doing? I'm doing great, Jackie. How are you doing? Welcome to Van Nuys. Yeah. I'm good. It's pretty you know, sweet, huh? You know, it really doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> it's pretty hard. It's yeah. pretty hard to beat this ticky tacky house, which I genuinely love. No, and look, I think you have about a house. Growth, and I'm going to grow old in it, man. Yeah, I Because it's you. one floor. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, it reminds me of my grandma's house, especially as I get closer to my grandmother's age. Uh, <laughs> but actually my grandmother was like a hundred when she died. So it's fine. So Susie Sorrow, we've known each other for some time. Uh, you used to do a lot of stand up and now you write and, um, you are on Twitter at hot comes to die and Susie Sorrow, S-O-R-O and Susie with a Z at Tumblr and Facebook and your first memoir, Celebrity Stalker 
is uh, on Amazon and, and there's an Amazon author page with all of your stuff that people can see. But, um, should we talk about celebrity stalkers? Should we go right to the dorkdom? I go right to the dorkdom. Haunted, haunted. The world is haunted. The everywhere you've lived yeah. has been haunted. Do you see a pattern there? Yes, I do. Are you cursed and being followed by ghosts? No, I don't. Okay. See, for me, I have the opposite view that most people have about <laughs> ghosties in the house. Okay. I really think it's very cool, and I assume they're trying to tell me something. So it's flattering. It's not that it's flattering. It's just it's maddening because they don't speak. I mean, in my last apartment, I once said to a friend of mine, why don't they just write something on the wall so I know what they want? And he said... Because you'd have a heart attack and drop dead. That's why. And I went, uh, oh, yeah, probably. He is correct. He was uh, correct. Yeah, that correct. would be super weird. Super weird. No, it started in New York. It went to uh, then Florida, my dad's place, and then in my old apartment. Okay, here in L.A. In L.A., yeah. In so Hollywood New York, Hills. where in New York? Was it? Uh, 90th in York, Upper East Side. Upper East, 90th in? York. And York. Upper East Side. So do you think it's affected the the the... the Rent? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it gentrified because I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to riff when I don't know anything about it. So uh, Upper East Side. So you live there, but that was a very minimal. That's when I it, it started. Uh, first, it started. My grandfather was very ill in Paris. Apparently, he was on his deathbed, but I didn't really know much about it. Right. And then one day, I was coming out of my bedroom. I was going into the hallway, and I heard it crash. Turned around. And his picture of my entire, the family, his family, with right. my mother, et cetera, had just fallen over. Right. And I went, well, he just died. And uh-huh. so, yeah. And so it came to pass? Yeah. Well, I call, well, my mother called me the next day because, you know, the time frame, the time difference. Right. And when someone dies, apparently you have to take care of business as opposed to getting on the phone calling everybody. Uh, <laughs> Your so, mother. <laughs> I know my mother. Such a nightmare. So uh, so she um, called the next morning to say, you know, grandpere est mort. And uh, I said, out of curiosity, what time did he die French time? Right. <laughs> and she told me, and then I, we did the math. And and it, and it he, was so. He died in Paris and must have come to say goodbye. I wish I could remember who did this joke in 1987. It was a guy. And he did this joke about how his grandfather had this beautiful watch that his, his grandfather had given him. And it, the weirdest thing was it stopped the minute he died. Whoa. Yeah. The bus crushed it. Anyway, that was the joke. <laughs> and I was the like, bus crushed it. Yes. Cause that's it, hilarious. It is a hilarious you joke. Know, you, I wish you could tell we're two comedians because <laughs> the punchline comes, no one laughs. And then, but we know inside it's a killer joke. That's a great joke, right? It's a great joke, and man. I, was it Lou let me just, Deck? Let me just write. It might that have all been down. Lou Deck. It might oh, have I been. Don't I don't know. Is. He's an old comedy store guy. He lives in Florida. That is such a great joke. What a great joke. Anyway, could have been Stephen Allen Green. Anyway, uh, but uh, old comedy store guy. Okay. I can't remember the name. But uh, so he did die. Yeah, he died. And so did he haunt? That was it. He just came to say goodbye. That's okay. the first time it happened. This was sometime in the uh, 80s, early 80s, maybe. Okay. And that was the first time. I mean, I've always believed in reincarnation. I've always believed in afterlife. Always, always, always. I don't care. What were you raised? Were you raised religious or? Satanic. See. <laughs> What? Wait a minute. Wait a um, minute. I so do you give all all praise to Lucifer? I uh, certainly do not. Excellent. <laughs> I certainly do not. So were you raised in any sort of church or anything? 
Not really. It's just that I've... You're French. Your mom's French. Okay, here's the weird story. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to call my imaginary friends Cincy and Cindy. Of course, they didn't exist. Right, and they then, were imaginary. Uh, so they never yeah. got confused. Never got confused. <laughs> Did not call me by the right name though. Um, so <laughs> that is some brutal imaginary friend there. Yes, leave it. They they went on to become audiences. Those, <laughs> those two. So years later, my father and I were very much into like family trees and you know not like oaks and pines, but you know right. the family tree. And I was, he sent it to me and it was like pages and pages of, you know, dead people basically. And I was looking through every one because I have very little life. I mean, I can do stupid stuff for pretty much There's all day. There's a rabbit hole of, what were you uh, looking at? The, this many pages, like about an inch full of pages of our family tree. Okay. And I came just across the name. following it and following it. Just looking it and- at it because I didn't A, care. I mean, they're all dead. What, how does this, you know. Right. But what I saw was the name Cincy. Okay. Now, Cincy, the way I spelled it in my head was C-I-N-C-Y. Like Cincinnati. Yeah. And then on this family tree, it was C-I-N-Z-I-E. Oh. And she had died long before I was born. So, you know, I, I immediately assumed I had known her on the other side. That was the first thing when I saw and her. And you're name. a child. No, no, no. By now I'm an adult reading through this paper. Okay. But I knew the moment I saw her name in that family tree, because, you know, it's one thing to come up with a name like Cindy or Mary or Jackie or whatever. Right. But to come up with the name Cincy when I was like four years old, seemed a little, you know, I mean. Spooky. Yeah. At the very least. So I called my dad and I said, dad, I, I, you know, definitely. I, you know, I told him the story of finding her name and I said, I think I, Met her on the other side. My father goes like this, big silence, and he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I met her on the other side, all right. Cause this is the believe- safest space that you'll find, the dork forest. But right now, people are looking at their iPods going, what the hell's wrong oh, with that girl? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> she seems Oh, this gets nice. so much freakier. It's, we're about to go down a rabbit hole oh. with some ghosty ghosts. Let's do it. Kids, buckle up. All right. So I'll just skip to when my stepmother died. Horrible person. Horrible person. <laughs> Only married. Did you kill her? I wanted to. Right. But luckily to. the earth intervened. The earth intervened and Excellent. my Satanism had run dry. <laughs> so, um, no, she married my father for his money, basically. And everybody in the building knew it, but my father. Okay. I mean, it was one of those. Sadly. Was she successful? Did she get his money? No, she died first. Oh. And I'm happy to say that a was a story good day. A, that a warning to all of us who wish to marry yes. for money. You may die first. You may die and first. And you may have to put out for years. Oh, she, she tried to talk me into, he made her sign a prenup. Okay. Of, uh, 33, 33, 33. For, for centiles or? Yeah, for 33 for her, 33 for me, 33 for my sister. Okay. And she said no. She said it should be, 50-50, that 50 go to the kids and 50 went to her. Right. And my father went, no. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah. And so then she cornered me, mm-hmm. you know, like soon after I met, she goes, do you believe that your father's doing that? And I went, yeah. Hi, I'm a 33. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I'm going to, I'm going to want in on that. I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Take oh. notes, Eileen. <laughs> so basically, um, so when she died, she passed away. She passed away like in 98 or something. All right. So I was on the road, believe it or not, in Canada. Okay. Way up in some small little town that had a funny name. 
I, I, we, we had to get in there with the crazy like a, Canadians, Saskatchewan yeah. or something. It was in Saskatchewan. Okay. It was all the way up and I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, so, I mean, you had to get in on a bus, you know, there okay. was no taxi going to, you know. Like you could fly sort of close and then you no, had no, to take a bus? No, no, we flew into like the closest, and then we had to take a bus. I was on tour with a bunch right. of comedians. Okay. So, um, okay, so we fly in from the, the comedians, God bless them, Judy Croon, Canadian comic who has her own radio show in Canada. Right. Uh, in Toronto. She, um, she did all the arrange, arrangements for me, get down to Florida with my sister and, um. My sister immediately spends like a week there and then takes off. And so my father goes, so when are you leaving? And I'm like, leaving? They just pulled me off tour in northern Canada. For this funeral? Yeah, to take care of, you know, be with my dad. and dad. I couldn't get back on the tour. Oh. Yeah, once you get off a tour. Right, right. the tour, they... they that's it. They, yeah. they book someone else in and too bad for you. Yeah. Anyway, so... It was just me and my dad, and I was walking one day from the living room into the kitchen, and she always had these two little plaques on the wall. And I noticed that one of the plaques was missing. So I thought, oh, that's funny. It was there yesterday. Oh, my dad must have taken it, because it was one of those goofy kitchen things, you know. Smile for the cook, kiss the cook, one of those dumb Home sweet home kind of thing? Yeah. Like those kind of ceramic things that you just hang on the kitchen because you're- To decorate your kitchen. to, to decorate, yeah. Okay. And so um I was all ready to ask my father, and a couple hours later, he and I left. And as we walked by the kitchen, the plaque was there again. And I said to my father, oh, the plaque's back. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I explained the whole thing, and I said, didn't you notice it was missing? And he goes, no. <laughs> Have and I he, ever cared about those plaques? <laughs> really? <laughs> and so, um fine. Mm-hmm. So nobody believed me. My stepbrother, nobody believed me. And right, I, that it was gone and then back. Yeah, and it was the morning, so I wasn't drinking. Right, it wasn't <laughs> like you were half of the bag or hungover exactly, or anything. Exactly, which okay. could have been a very big possibility back in those days. So um, so then we go to dinner at the Yacht Club. The Yacht Club was right across the street from my father's apartment building in St. Petersburg, Florida. And um, Did your father have a yacht? No, he did not. I wanted to just ask because of the whole thirty-three, thirty. Because anyway, so no, no, the, anyway, no. you just went to lunch at the he club. Was, <laughs> he was smarter than to have a boat, this man. So we go, and now it's uh, my father with my stepbrother next to him. Uh, I'm next to my father. One of my stepbrother's daughters is next to him, and these idiots. <laughs> and then there were other people, and these idiots left a blank chair for my stepmother. And like put some, you know, hors d'oeuvres on her plate. And I was just sitting there looking at him going, God, people actually do this kind of stuff. Cause right, I'd right. heard of that, but I, you know, I heard about Elijah, the Jews, they'll over on Passover, they'll put oh, a, yeah. a seat for Elijah. Yeah, but, but that's they don't like, usually feed the seat, but that's, uh, <laughs> just, but that's like a seat. million year old religious tradition. Right. Our family was about as religion as, you know, your bookcase. I mean, right. we were not exactly praying around the clock. <laughs> Uh, right. So, but they did it as a, a token uh, of respect. It, Who cares? I guess it was yeah. dumb. And so, <laughs> it was, and it made, you know, I mean, you, you just looked at the plate and you wanted to say something like, is she going to eat that? Cause if not, I'll, I'll take. <laughs> Can I finish her? Can I finish her crudite? Can I finish the celery, please? Can I have that? Uh, <laughs> or maybe just reach a hand over very carefully and see if someone's. Talk about spooky. What if you did a, you palmed it and you're like, oh my God, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're telling me. This is 1998. 
Right. It's all about timing. All about timing. So now, um, all of a sudden, I I don't know whether anybody knows this or anybody out there listening knows this, but whenever there's dead people around, there's always icy cold blasts. I've seen that in the television and the movies. Yeah. Well, that, that it gets cold. Yeah. Well, at her funeral, it was very cold. We were off standing, just a couple of us off standing in one part of the, whatever you call the part of the church that we were standing in. Right. Um, and it was freezing. And one of her friends, one of her best friends said, God, it's cold in here. And I immediately was like, Oh my God, she's standing right here. Was she trying to get your dad's wallet? Probably. Uh, he wasn't there. He was oh, back. No, he no. was in another part of the church. Okay. I don't know all the technical terms for the churches, people. Right. Uh, there's so a part of a church and then another and then part of a church. there's another part of the church. Part B. There's right. part A and part B. So um, now we're at the yacht club and we're sitting there. And again, I feel the cold and I'm thinking, oh my God, she's actually at that. She's looking at the, she's sitting in the chair, in the blank chair. She's sitting there. I know she So is. she showed up. Showed up. All right. So now all of a sudden my stepbrother, who did not believe in any of this stuff, right. goes like this. God, it's freezing in here. The problem was it was not freezing in there. There was no air conditioning on. It was temperate. And it's Florida. And it's Florida, hello. <laughs> so so um, he he gets so cold that he has the Mater D guy bring over a jacket. So he puts on a jacket. And after he puts on the jacket, he turns to his daughter and goes like this. Stop shaking my chair. And she goes, Dad, I'm, I'm not touching your chair. Look. And she was like, you know, six or seven inches away from his chair. Oh, wow. So immediately I turned to the woman next to me who I knew and who I knew believed in all this stuff. And I went, she's here. (laughs) I didn't like her when she was alive. Yeah, I didn't like her at all. (laughs) And so now here she is back to haunt. And and the woman... And and the funniest thing was because she didn't believe in this stuff, I always used to tell her, Eileen, when you get to the other side, you're going to see that we were right and that you're going to come and you're going to show us. I know you are. And she'd go, that's ridiculous. Pass me my highball. I mean, you know, she just never believed. Right. So anyway, my father was very, very kind of like, well, who's, sh- who's shaking your chair, Brian, my stepbrother? And he goes, I I don't know. And I went like this. It's your mother. It's your dead mother shaking the chair. Hello. And of right. course, this went over very big, as you can imagine. <laughs> hey, we're having lunch. <laughs> she, we just went to the funeral. Yes, Susie, please. No, this wasn't right after the funeral. This was oh, like okay. maybe two or three days later. Okay. So then my father is like sitting there kind of befuddled. And all of a sudden, he turns to me and snaps at me and goes, Susan, never call me by Susie. Always call me Susan. Mm-hmm. Susan. Stop rocking my chair. And at that point, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Nobody believes me. <laughs> Not a person here. Right. And, you know, again, my, my seat There's, was you're like half 10 a inches. Foot away. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting in, in part B of the room. Give me a break. Now, why do you believe in ghosts and the supernatural and nobody in your family does? No, my father does. Because but when he, we left that night, yeah. we were, and my father was so devastated after this woman died. This was his fourth wife, by the way. So, you know, he'd been to the death... Uh, pool many times. Did they all die? Except for my mother. Except for your mother. Still alive. Who got away. Who got away. <laughs> uh, she's number two. Um, so number three died. Number, so this was number four. And he and I always believed. I don't know why. We just always have from, uh, for, even before the Cincy thing, we he, believed. Right. So the Cincy thing, he was, he, but he was making fun of you, but he believed. No, no, he wasn't making fun. He, he believed goes, oh, me. Oh, okay. He, I thought he said that. Yeah, but he knew. Okay. He knew at that moment. Okay. But you know, he, uh, here's what I've come to believe about stuff like this. 
you either believe or you don't believe. It's hard to be convinced one way or the other. It's kind of like if you believe in, um, I don't know, God Almost or anything not, that you or can't see. Anything that you can't see. There's a certain uh, justice oh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a hard time believing in politics. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get in line. So, um, you know, I just, uh, I can't explain it. It's not like one thing that happened to me. I've just always somehow known that this is not all there is. Uh, although I've never been to the other place is, uh, I don't know. There's parallel universes. There's all kinds of things in metaphysics. And quantum physics that kind of, if, if you read any of that, you do have to They wonder. try to explain it scientifically sometimes or uh, like, like parallel universe. Cause I, I read a fair amount of science fiction. Okay. Where is based on spec, it's speculative fiction. So it's based on some science and it's based on some imagination and it's in a, a fictional world. But I have had an unsubstantiated belief myself. Like I used to babysit for a kid that, uh, Love the Harry Potter series as much as I love the Harry Potter series. And when she was 11, she sobbed, sobbed when she didn't get a letter, uh, from Hogwarts because she wanted to go. She was like, this is, there's no way that I have to live out my life in Agoura Hills, California. And yes, yes, you do. Caitlin. <laughs> sadly, anyway, sadly, that is what, that's what's happening. And your parents love you. So, uh, you, you win. But she was like, do you think magic is real to me? And I genuinely believe this. Which is that I think that there, that when fiction resonates as much as like the Harry Potter series or the Tolkien series or any of them, some, you know, someone creates a world, a fictional world that is so real and so resonant. I think that that exists somewhere for real and that, that the author has somehow tapped into Tapped into it. Yes. Which would explain the parallel universe. Right. Which would also explain that how did they have this knowledge and how even to make up something. Right. You know, they always say, I don't think write, anybody's that good. <laughs> except, oh. Yeah, because they say, write what you know. And it could be like, um, something deeply buried in the soul, because according to reincarnation, you know, the soul, the moment you die, you've died, the soul leaves the body. And then based on different things, um, you either come back or you go into another body or you stay somewhere else before you come back. But that's Hinduism, isn't it? Or? Well, the Hindus and the, and the Buddhists both heavily believe in, believe in reincarnation. Okay. Uh, no other religion really does. You know, they okay. really don't. They always kind of think it's blasphemous. But, um, I've learned that I'm very careful about who I talk to it. Well, especially the, the next part when my last apartment, that was really very spooky. Okay. Yeah. What, the, and this was in LA or Florida? No, this oh, is no. in LA. This is in LA. Okay. This is in LA in the Hollywood Hills and everything was fine until, uh, it wasn't until it wasn't. <laughs> um, and somebody showed up and would not leave me alone. I mean, it was this kind of, they would do strange things. Like I would turn off the internet and the internet would immediately go back. I would immediately go back online Okay. after having, I mean, I would get offline and it would automatically reconnect. Okay. Um, and and then, this is in the era of dial up. Yes. So you could hear the little dial up thing. Right. So you're like, why is it rebooting yeah. without anybody clicking the, well, because I'd AOL. signed off. Yeah. You'd signed off. I'd signed off. I was, I was yeah. done. And all of a sudden I'd hear the AOL thing and I'd think, okay, the first couple of times it happened, I really thought, well, it's got to be my fault. I've done something, you know, right. I'm, uh, I, I, come on. But every time 
it did happen. I would run to the computer to see, okay, what's going on here? It was just happening. And finally, when people were at my place and they didn't believe me, because nobody ever believes you when you tell them stuff. <laughs> I mean, really, people, open right. your minds. <laughs> right. Why would I make it up? I mean, if you believe in Donald Trump, which is a big fairy tale, then you've got to believe some of the stuff I'm saying is partially true. Rangers, tell me you don't believe in uh, Donald Trump. Those are my listeners. Anyway, so go yeah, ahead. All right. So, um, fine. Um, then this, whoever this thing was, it progressed into scarier kind of things. It was like, um, I would get up in the middle of the night and my stereo would be on and I had a stereo. I still have the same stereo. It's got that, th- the flaps that lift up. It's, it's like got a close and play. Like, what do you mean? Well, it's no, it's got like three, th- it's a three CD player. Okay. Because I'm right with the times. Right, right. You're caught up. You're caught up. <laughs> I'm so, all caught up. And there's some sort of like flap in front of it's where the disc is. <laughs> you, no, and the flap goes up or down. So you push, uh, you know, open and the flap opens. Oh, there's, it's a covered kind it's of thing. It's a covered kind of a thing. Okay. So you open it to put the CDs in or to take them out and then you push close and it wow, closes. Wow, that's awesome that that still works because that's original equipment right there, my well, friend. Well, not quite original, but, but it's old. Feels, it's yeah, old. It feels at because least 12 had, or 13 years old. Uh, yeah, well, this, this all started in 2001, one and two, 2001, 2002. So yeah, you're 14 right. years. Yeah. Look who's pretty good. All right. Math genius. Uh, tech genius. All right. Tech <laughs> genius. Um, hi, Lucy Luddite here. <laughs> Susie Soro, by the way, at hot comes to die on Twitter and Susie Soro on Tumblr and, and, uh, Facebook. And then your Amazon author page is under Susie Soro. Susie with the Z, Sorrow spelled S-O-R-O. Go. All right. So, Tell me about your thing. So, I mean, then things just got progressively more bizarre. So I would get up, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and the stereo had lights on it. You know, it, it yeah. had red, blue, green, yellow. It was one of those rotating colorful things. Because it knows how to party. Yes. And I would walk past my living room and see these lights on and go, what the hell is that? So again, first time thought maybe I left it on, but I rarely even use it because I always use the computer. Right. Always. So, so things are turning on without your your consent or knowledge or, but the, the scariest one was the night I was sound asleep and I start hearing the name Anthony Ragoso. Uh, Bagosa, I can't Isn't remember. he the mayor? He was the mayor. He was the mayor of Los Angeles, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm, and I'm coming. <laughs> you were being, <laughs> what? I'm haunted by the, haunted by the PR by, people for Anthony Villaraigosa. By Villaragosa. a Latin mayor in Los yes. Angeles. So, so I hear the name Anthony Villaraigosa, and this is what I think. As I slowly come to, I think, oh my God, he's parking his car because my bedroom overlooked the back lot of our apartment building. And okay. that's, and, and people, sometimes I could hear them come home and, you know, laugh from parties and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And, uh, I, I somehow thought Anthony <laughs> was in the parking his car. Right, because so, you were coming out of a dream. Coming and- out of a dream. So I, I wake up and I look out the window, there's nobody there. And then I went, okay, why is my television on? And they were doing a news report on Anthony Villaraigosa. So, and at that point, I literally lost it because I thought, okay, the remote was nowhere near my bed. Yeah. It was on a, a side table that was easy. I mean, I would have had to reach it, turn it. No, it just went on. And that time I really got scared. And so I, 
I got up, I tiptoe around my apartment looking, and then I realized, what are you looking for? Right. I mean, this what is ridiculous. Are, what were, what, I don't know what I was looking for. So then I decide that there's got to be someone in the house. It, it can't be that the TVs and the and the stereos are just going on by themselves. So I, I go into the go into my toolbox and I get a hammer. Which is a perfectly good weapon. Perfectly excellent weapon for a ghost. I mean, it's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? But I was so, I felt so powerless because I thought somebody's doing this. Right. It's not me. Right. And so I take the hammer and I put it under my pillow and I thought, yeah, good luck sleeping now. Right. Right. <laughs> And it took me like at least another hour, hour and a half to go back to sleep. And did it continue? Did this? No, that only happened once with the TV in my bedroom. But at that point, they must have been getting desperate to get my attention because nothing else was working. Every time the stereo went on, I would just turn on. And let me tell you something. That all of this kept happening in that apartment. I'm in my new apartment for, I don't know, four or five years. Nothing has ever gone wacky in there. Not one thing. Okay. Not a thing. Um, so I knew there was somebody trying to get my attention. I just couldn't figure out what it was or who or why. Why? Or did you ever? No, to this day, I never have. So I, essentially you're just being sort of irritated by ghosts. Back then, yeah. Back then. What, why the electronics? What, why? Because why? that's how they come through. That's because always how they come through. If you have, um, what did they do before electricity? I'm sorry, do I look like God? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you had some Ben Franklin kind of bullshit going on. I don't know. Like, would, would you, did maybe they get they blew involved? Out, maybe they blew out candles. Right. Maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe they were pushover well, chairs. Be, because I know at one point I was talking to my father. I mean, I was talking about my father to my mother in the apartment, in my, my old apartment. And as we were talking about him, the lamp closest to me went out. It just okay. went dark. And so I go, okay, that's very interesting. I said, Dad, if this is you, turn the lamp back on. And I was kidding. Right. And the lamp went back on. And I went, <laughs> all righty. Well, this is in my new book uh, that's coming out when, right. whenever I finish it. When it. Right. So your first memoir is called Celebrity Stalker. Yeah. What the heck is that? What is it? Is it it's, just all the, all, all the, the famous ce- people that you've? Yeah. I've known a lot of famous people in LA and I have bothered and annoyed every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> if there is a celebrity minding their own business, trying to hide from the paparazzi, they really should see me coming and be afraid of me because I will just walk up to people and start talking about their careers and how fabulous they were. And, and they'll just, <laughs> and they'll just stare at me like, I'm sorry. You do are we who? know do each we other? Know? Have we met? I mean, the story in one of the stories in this in the first book, Celebrity Stalker, is about the time I bothered Angelina Jolie. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that was great. Um, but you have to read the book because I don't feel like telling the whole thing. Right. Um, so it's called Celebrity Stalker, celebrity and if you get Stalker. it, you can just get it on Amazon right now. Right now. Yeah. Now it, it's only two ninety nine. Come on, people! Oh, it's on Kindle. Yeah, it's, it's Kindle two ninety nine. You know that I am. Um, who did I? Who did I say? I'm spacing his name. He's uh, enormously famous, and he was in uh, all I could think of what he was in was Stripes. <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Yes, there we go. He's been in other things. Turns yeah, out he's had a whole career. <laughs> and uh, but you for some reason, Stripes. Stripes is the thing that popped into my mind. Uh, anyway, I saw him at uh, Hugo's in the Valley. 
uh, probably a year and a half ago and he comes in and he's wearing a hat and he wants, and I was like, I've never been tempted to go up to a, a, a celebrity more in my life than, than, with him. than with him. And I'm like, let the dude eat lunch. He's come. It's we're in a restaurant. I bet she wants to eat lunch. And uh, was he by himself? He was, I think. Which I mean, you know, he's notoriously xenophobic and hates everybody. He has no phone. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I thought he doesn't he go and hang out with people at night sometimes though. Like maybe. I thought but he's. You can never ever get in touch with Bill Murray, and he likes it that way. Okay. I have modeled my entire staying at home <laughs> xenophobic self off of the career of, of Bill oh, Murray. Bill Murray. Well. They, they'll talk about it all the time, like how uh, directors can't find him. People will call like three people to have to, you know, can so you get this? To are Bill? you hanging out with Bill? <laughs> do you, yeah, are do, you going to see anyone, Bill later today? Yeah, I mean, really. Can he's you drive that over bad. to Bill's house? He doesn't like to be bothered. So I find this particularly interesting. That one person, you know, most people like to say, have a fan say, love your work and yeah. whatever. They really do. Deep down inside, I don't care what they say. They love it. Um, <laughs> right, because nobody goes into show business because they want to be left alone. <laughs> Hello. It seems like a terrible life choice. Yeah, whenever I see celebrities go, okay, everybody in our family was just killed and um, we're all just going to kill ourselves, but we would like some privacy at this time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then why are you talking to us now, telling us about, you know, your life? Or the, as everybody pointed out, the Lamar Odom, Khloe Kardashian thing, it started out with him ODing and it ended up with her cutting her hair. That was the big story on the Internet. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, he is some sort of sports person, right? A basketball, uh, basketball guy. And she is a, a Kardashian person. Yes. Uh, so a hateful a, Kardashian. Well, reality TV monolith, right? Didn't, haven't they parlayed some oh, sort yeah. of reality TV yeah. thing into yeah. giant you, bags of Scrooge McDuck money? You can thank, uh, Ryan Seacrest for that. He was, was it, he was the first one that saw the potential. I don't know why. Who's the oldest not. one? The Kardashian kid? Um, the one that's Courtney is the oldest. Okay. Who's married to? First of all, I just have to say this right now. I'm just going to cut in to apologize <laughs> to everybody for knowing that information. Right. I'm you have very, got some, but sometimes I'm things pathetic. just seep into, like, no, I know, I've never seen the show, but I know their name. No, but you know what it is? I am kind of a pop culture junkie. I know more useless trivia about arcane parts of Can you name lives. all of the Kardashian kids? Because I, I can't even remember the one that's na- married Courtney, to Courtney, the- Chloe, Kim, Kendall, Kylie, and who, who was Kim married to? Kanye? Now or- she's married to Kanye. Okay. Please stop me. <laughs> no, no. This is the dork forest. You may dork out about your weird <laughs> Please information. Stop. Can you tell the difference between like... Uh, all of all of the young actresses and actors? No. Now that has started to go because they all have the same haircut and the same workout. They regimen. all look alike. Yeah. Um, you know, my mother once many years ago said to me that, and this was like I don't know, twenty years ago in New York or something. She said, "Why do all these actresses look alike?" And I hadn't noticed it then because I wasn't a thousand yet. <laughs> And you hadn't seen I'd hundreds seen, of thousands of exactly. people. And you're like, well, there are only five people on the planet, <laughs> planet quite honestly. So. But now that I am a thousand, yeah, I've <laughs> noticed that all these young actresses, I'm always going, okay, who is this one? Just TV regular show. TV kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's so much great television on right now, but I only watch, um, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, that's the only television program I'm watching at this time. Well, you know uh, what I do? I, I cut off my cable. 
Okay, yeah, we don't have cable. Yeah, cut off my cable, and uh, mainly because I'm broke, not because I'm some holier than thou. You know, I don't have a TV person. I, I, <laughs> I don't know who those people are. They certainly don't live ridiculous. in Los Angeles. Henriette Mentel. Oh. She does not have a television. Henriette Mantel is a hilarious comedian. A very and funny people comedian. should look into Henriette Mantel. Yeah, very funny. And she claims she doesn't have a TV. We'll see. On purpose? Uh, on purpose. <laughs> but hasn't had one for many years. We have but, a really nice TV. We yeah, never turn it on. Well, you know what I use? This is a free tip to all of you who don't know it, but probably all your listeners do because this is the dork forest. Sure. I go to um, projectfreetv.ws. Okay. Or projectfreetv.so. Okay. And one of them, I can't remember which one, I think it's .so, has got every television show going back like a thousand years. It's got... It's like the well, history of television kind of? Yeah, but it's up? not like got the Jack Benny show or anything like that. Okay. It's just... But it's got shows that are no longer around. Like, it's got shows like um Body of Proof. On okay. three years gone. Right. All right. Right. Again, so I'd weird like to apologize for knowing th- that, that much bo- about, about body proof. About but body. Uh, she's got a great body. Speaking of bodies, she's that girl is hot. Anyway, so um, it's got all those shows on it. So I, the Agents of Shield is probably on that. Well, it, it's oh, only in its second or third. Yeah, season. but they're all on there. So it's well, got the new ones. We have and rabbit the old ears. Ones. We have uh, we have an HD antenna. Oh, oh it, with the rabbit ears. Yeah, and then we have um, you know Hulu. I have my sister's Hulu Plus, and I have our Netflix, and I have my brother's HBO okay, Go. When did life get so miserable that we can't just plug in a TV and turn on the on button? I'm sorry. You I'm can. Sh- it's called cable you got rid of it it wasn't it wasn't their fault they'd like you to come oh, back oh you're desperately right. two or three times a week i get paperwork from them going yeah, dish network would love they matter of fact when we discontinued our dish network they left the damn thing on the roof oh ditto i had direct tv yeah i've still got this like frying saucer on, on my, your on your roof and you're yeah, like well you gotta on come my balcony pick, on my balcony I'm you guys gotta go pick that up and they're like no no no, no you can leave them they leave them. At one point I said, like, now it's electronic waste that I have to get rid of. Exactly. You know what the guy said to me on the phone when I canceled? He goes, well, you can just call someone to remove that. And I went, yeah, I'm calling you. <laughs> We're talking on the phone, weirdo. <laughs> what the heck is it? Make your a notation. <laughs> Note to self. I don't want this bullshit on my roof. And, and oh, it's well. like, you know, I'm sure it's conducting gamma rays from some other planet. I'm sure there's a ghost going, knock this thing off. <laughs> Not if we all work together, oh, please knock it off. Are there great are there good ghost movies that you like the only movie i've seen is ghost and the one with um die hard guy uh bruce willis <laughs> do you know any movies <laughs> nope uh, well, i like to reference things uh i just have one more story about uh after my dog died okay now, what kind of dog it, was it it was a little yorkshire terrier okay who, um and it's not a, a dead dog well here's what happened he's <laughs> In in New York City, he died, and then like a year later, I moved to L.A. But but one morning, like maybe a week after he died, I was laying in bed, and again, I slowly came to, and I noticed my arms. <laughs> I like that you wanted you come to. Well, because I I'm a strange sleeper. Okay. Um, so I I come to I wake up and my hands are crossed across my chest, like you know, like a dead body kind of right. kind of look. Very attractive on a blog, I might say. <laughs> And um this is why I live alone and nobody will date me. <laughs> because they go, Why are you dead? And, you know That's how I sleep. I sleep like I'm dead so that if I die in the night you could just pick me up and toss me in the thing. And it it's for when I don't want to have sex. I just <laughs> that's your signal. So so 
my arms crossed over. I, and I, I remember thinking, why are my arms crossed over? Why am I on my back? I can't sleep on my back. I've never slept on my back. And my arms suddenly opened up involuntarily into this big oval kind of arcing thing. And I felt something lift off my chest. Okay. And I thought, oh my God, that was totally my dog. I knew it. I just. You letting go of the dog or something? I, or? No, the dog. Have you been paying attention at all? <laughs> it was a ghost dog it, and it, it was, was sitting on your dog. couch. It was that dog. Sitting on your chest. Speaking of, you know, Henriette, Henriette has a brother who died tragically. That brother showed up after he died in her bedroom because her father refused to let her go see him in the hospital because he was really bad shape and he didn't want her to remember that. She was a mess because it was her favorite brother. That brother showed up at the foot of her bed and said to her, I just came to tell you I'm okay. Don't worry. Did Henriette tell you this? Yeah. Oh, thank God. No, I was there. <laughs> You're like, what no, I wrong? haven't, I haven't let Henriette Mandel be alone since her, her brother <laughs> tragically died. Since she got rid of her TV. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> well, oh, that's God. very sad that her brother died, but I'm it glad was. that he came back to say, came back to say that. So I knew that such things had happened right. to people, mm-hmm. but here I thought, why is the dog coming back? Why can't somebody, like, Cary Grant, why can't he come back and lay on my chest? Fine. <laughs> Move to L.A. He could lay inside my vagina. Any, be anytime. Great. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Come on. Hey, so, guess who made it blue? Jackie did. Anyway, so, so sorry. Uh, so I moved to L.A. And one night I'm in bed and I feel little things stepping on my bed. And I realize it's little paws. Right. Four little paws are walking And you don't have a new bed. dog at this and time? And I don't have a new dog. Right. And I, I immediately go, nah. Forget it. And I turn over completely just think I'm hallucinating. Right. And it continues and continues. And it got to the point where I was so scared to look because I thought it's the dog. I know it's the dog that I would convince myself to throw off the covers and I would throw off the covers. And of course there was no dog there. It was just the, the ghost dog, my ghost dog. So I don't know when that maybe like Two years after this, I was in therapy, and of course, you're all at home going, well, yeah. <laughs> shocking, shocking. Shocking reveal, shocking you guys. Reveal. And Spoiler minute alert. 40, Susie Soros had some therapy, you guys. <laughs> Five different therapists, and I'm still like this. Oh, my God. Well, over a lifetime, not in the last week. Okay, thank God. All right. So uh, I have to go in the hospital because I choked on a piece of meat, and I go into, <laughs> I know, and I go into St. John's Hospital, and I'm in there, and the little feet on the bed again. And okay. I'm thinking, okay, all right, what the hell? That What, the dog is following me now? Right, right. And so I, after that, I say to my shrink, this was my favorite shrink, Darlene. She was so bloody cool. Um, I told what happened her, to her? Uh, I said, now I want to know like something horrible happened. What'd you do no. to Darlene? <laughs> I don't think happened to Darlene. I just couldn't afford therapy anymore. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to weed off and come well, back. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, so... I knew she was very open to all kinds of spiritual weird stuff happening. So I tell her the story about St. John's Hospital and I go, and there was, um, and I, and I'm pretty sure my dead dog was walking on the bed. <laughs> and so I'm expecting her to go, okay, uh, and you know, scribble in, on, a, on her pad like for an hour. Right. And, and start texting her friends. And she doesn't, she has a hello. <laughs> and so she, she doesn't really react. And I go, did you hear what I said? <laughs> and she said, yeah, that's happened to me before. Just very cash. Okay. So cash. And I go, 
my dog has been to your house. <laughs> I didn't get it right away, you know. And she said, no, I've had uh, dead animals come back, walk okay. on my bed. She goes, it's not, she said, believe it or not, it's not uncommon. And I went. It is uncommon in, okay. In most went. people's lives. Yeah. But see, this goes back to my original thought that I had in 1836 when we started this podcast, that <laughs> if you're, if you're open, I always tell people when they're devastated over a death, I go, you know, just be very open to the fact that if you're that devastated, if you ask that person to come and comfort you or be with you or whatever, the the likelihood of that happen, if you're open to it, is very high. Okay. Um, however, the people are very excited to hear that because it's happened to so, so many people. But the problem is that the people who... Um, are excited to hear that a lot of the times just have no inner belief system and they, you know, they do it once or twice and then they say, nobody came. And I'm like, all right, it doesn't always happen, but I really believe that if you're, if there's a part of you, you're like a portal. You're like a portal for that kind of uh, information. Okay. I have two things. First of all, I think, um, that's an excellent way to deal with grief. I mean, the fact that anyone's allowing you to be sad at all. Like some people are very, very devastated when people yeah. die. And I have talked about this on stage and I have talked about it in on this podcast, which is... By the way, it, just sidebar, Jackie Cation, if you have not seen her live or gotten any of her CDs, you are so, so in trouble with me because she's so funny and she's always been funny. And if you, if you get a chance to see her live, please go see her live. Okay. Oh, back to Jackie. Oh, they know. And, uh, but they, but what in my family, there's not a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of time for grieving. There's a lot of time for get a cup of coffee, walk it off. People die. It's uh, not going to yeah. kill you. It's not going to kill you. You're not dead. You're still, you're still here. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that, which I think is, it's cool to sort of beef in this place. When you think about ghosts and you think about an afterlife and you think about all these things, they're incredibly comforting to some extent because yeah. it gives you a place to go when you're sad. Yeah. It gives you a reason to think about the person that is no longer with us, right? I mean, you're like, okay, well, maybe if I am open to this, they'll come back and say, hey, and don't worry about it. I'm fine on the other side or I'm, I'm, I've moved on. You know, one of the greatest lines in Harry Potter was Dumbledore talking about death. Uh, Dumbledore was the headmaster. Okay. And, uh, and he said that it's the next great adventure. That I they, believe that. Yeah. And it's, it's a great line because you're like, okay. Well, you know what Steve Jobs' last words were, which really freaked me out. Uh, be, uh, when he ch- changed the charger cord, <laughs> never have the same charger cord for every iteration no. of an Apple item. iPhone 14. Those were his last words. <laughs> what no. was his last words? No, his last words were, oh my, oh my, because he must have seen something. He saw something. I know he saw something. 72 virgins. Did you know that he was Syrian? His ancestors? No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was adopted. I I just, yeah, I knew he was adopted. I just believe that certain, you know, it's like anything in life, like you said earlier, whatever you believe in, it's very hard to, you know, I mean, it's like saying to a smoker, stop smoking, it's going to kill you. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop until they decide they're going to stop. Right. You have to, acceptance is so big. Exactly. And so it's the same thing with, uh, the realm of where we haven't been yet, which I believe we're all going to. Well, the weird thing is, is, I mean, cause if uh, there's a, I mean, I know I have a lot of listeners. I, I did one other episode about ghosts and UFOs and stuff like that. Uh, Karen Rontowski. I don't know if you know okay. Karen. I know. Her, uh, I know. She her. has an app on her phone 
or she did four years ago. It was called Ghost Radar on her iPhone. And she said, you probably, I know that ghosts kind of freak you out. And I was like, no, no, they don't freak me out. I just don't have any experience with them. And she said, well, you probably don't want me to turn this app on in your house because then it'll show you where there are ghosts. And I said, how much was that app? 99 cents? No, go for it. Knock yourself out. Turn it on. And uh, so I and I got a lot of responses to that with people going, you know, ghosts aren't real. People are crazy. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, safe space. You don't have to listen to this one. This one's not for you. Next yeah. week, bees. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> but the thing is. I-414. <laughs> and but, no, that, You're right about that because, you know, I, I don't try and convince people because I, I'm not interested in convincing them. No, no. I yeah. don't have a side. I don't have a team. We're not team. Right, you don't have a horse here. in this race. Yeah, I really yeah, don't. It it's doesn't, just what has happened to me. And it's case, for you. In case other people have had similar experiences, because a lot of people think, well, I must be nuts if this has happened to right. me and no one else. But it happens to so many people. It happens to lots of people. Yeah. And the, and, but what I loved of what you just said was this whole thing about how if you're open to it, if you're, if you're devastated, someone could come back and, and you can, you can, Sort of get some solace and you can, and yeah. have some closure. Well, all, but, and, but also I think that the key is that you have to be, now I use have very, very lightly that you, um, the suggestion is, well, the, the dog was, you know, I was devastated over the loss of that dog and I never got another dog because I realized I don't have that kind of emotional stability to for just to go through it yeah, every 15 years, a, uh, have a cup of coffee and walk it <laughs> off. You know, it's not me. I'm like devastated when, you know, the, the neighbor moves away. It takes me a week. You to hate change. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like change. I just don't like the whole death finality of certain things. And so I had a hard time with the dog. And I think that that's why the dog came to me. Right. I didn't call the dog. I didn't say, you know, come visit when, you know, I, and I think the same thing is with people or ghosts. The reason I was so freaked out about my apartment is because I knew whoever it was. Like, you know, my dad died in 2001. Could it have been my dad? Um, I don't know. Right. It, I really don't. It could have been yeah. the, the dead stepmother who was saying, yeah, you're right. It does exist. And I'm here to show you. I don't know. Right. But with the dog, it was pretty obvious. A, you know, four feet. And so I right, figured right. it was an animal. I've never, I've never had any sort of ghosty thing. Uh, nothing weird. I mean, when I wake up and, and there's something weird, there's a weird noise or there's, there's falling or there's, I genuinely assume that the building is settling. Uh, As opposed I, to me who just knows we're like five also, minutes I've away never from been blowing frozen. up. I've never been all cold either, which is another symptom of the situation, yeah. right? Freezing. Right. It's not just cold. It's a freezing icy blast. Oh my God. Here is, here's how my family deals with, uh, with grief. My stepmother, who I loved dearly, died three years ago. And my brother, uh, yesterday was having lunch with our father, who art in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, they were having lunch and, for some reason, Nancy, our stepmother's uh, funeral came up and Phil said how weird it was. And it was a very weird funeral. Most funerals are. And this one was dumb. And, uh, and Phil said, that was probably the second weirdest funeral I've ever been to. And my dad goes, what was the first weirdest? And my brother looks at him. He goes, mom, you might remember mom, <laughs> my mother, your first wife, remember? And my dad goes, what was weird about that? And oh, how funny. Phil, Phil goes, uh, how about the fist fight that broke out at her <gasps> graveside? The guy, oh my God. her brother took a swing at you. Do you remember that, Dad? And Jeez. my dad's like, "Oh yeah, that was weird." Because <laughs> my father will always admit 
when something is, he's like, he's like, he, he hears it. It doesn't ever stick, but he's like, oh yeah, that does sound dumb. He doesn't process that he hears and it just goes right out. Right. I mean, and the thing is, is like, if you tell him he did something horrible when you were a kid, like just some thoughtless weirdo thing that he did, he's like, wow, that was, that was dumb. That was, that was messed up. Did I do that? Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Well, that, that was a dumb idea. I'm well, sorry about that. As opposed to our family that says, <laughs> you're a liar. It never happened. Right. Right. My father never says that. He's like, yeah. sometimes he said, I don't remember that, but he's like, well, I could have, I don't know. <laughs> I love your father. Is he single? <laughs> he is, uh, sadly, enormously single. And, uh, well, the last time this happened to me, I just spent four months in Paris taking care of my mom, who was, it was touch and go there for a while. Uh, but she, she, spoiler alert, she made it? Yeah, she made it. Oh, good she for you. My, my dad touch and go as well. He made it as well. There yeah. we go. Okay, you're they cheering. They live to irritate again. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at one point we were in the kitchen, and I think she has a little bit of the dementia that started. <clears throat> and we're sitting in the kitchen. We're talking about her building, which is from the 1800s, which is where... Nepal- so it's a new building in Paris. Brand new. So it's, uh, <laughs> the building was where Napoleon... Um, Napoleon's army's boots were made. And so the whole neighborhood was full of buildings where they made soles and heels and this and that laces and everything. And then after uh, that ended, it turned into a whorehouse. House of what hasn't, what What hasn't hasn't turned. Really? Who is that girl? (laughs) Boots on the ground. (laughs) And then whores, ladies who put out for cash. So it's an old building. Yeah. So when my stepfather moved into the building, um, he said to my mother, God, it's so dark in this courtyard. It's ridiculous. They should put some lights in. And my mother agreed because, you know, there are, it's, it's really old and it's cobblestones in the courtyard. So uneven, it's not uneven, cobbly. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and it never happened. And then he died. And then after he died, uh, they put in lights. Okay. <clears throat> and so we're sitting there having this conversation. And I said, gee, I never knew that about him. And as we spoke, the television turned itself on. <laughs> and now at this point, I'm going, really? <laughs> you were followed Come by on. the dead. Come on. So now my mother does not even react. She also at one point when I said, well, you remember when I was doing stand-up? And she goes, you did what? <laughs> and I said, stand-up for 33 years. Stand-up comedy with the jokes coming out of my face. And, and, the, and the next thing she said was, does your sister know about this? <laughs> and I thought, this is why I should never be allowed to have a gun. Uh, so so I she didn't react. And I said, Mom, you didn't notice that the TV turned itself on? And she looks at it and she, it was right in back of me. Right. And she goes, oh, yeah, I wonder why. And I said, we're talking about Jean. Yeah. Your dead husband. Yeah. Who was talking about, I mean, it was so clear to me. So yeah, yeah they do follow me around. They have nothing to say, apparently. Well, they want to tell you about Anthony Villaraigosa. Apparently. And, no, uh, that and- was actually the television. <laughs> well, here's the thing. How great would it be if they turned on the radio and the television to spell like, like it was like a ransom note where it would spell something okay. out and then and all I, of a sudden. <laughs> I will repeat to you what my friend said to me. And then you would look at it, have a heart attack and drop dead. Because yeah, we all think, you know, that- you want to hear a, a clear cut message. Yeah. But do you not? No, the one that was in my apartment and it ended, I got evicted from that apartment, which had nothing to do with anything, but I know I, wow. Yeah. Anyone who says I haven't had an interesting life, 
is crazy. Right. Because- has not actually looked into your life, which they could, by the way, look for that first memoir, Celebrity Stalker, Stalker. by the way. I'll tell you a lot about it. It's a great life. segue into Susie Sorrow, which is, uh, at, uh, Hot Comes to Die and Susie Sorrow on Tumblr and Facebook. And the new book is probably in the, this fall of 2015. Yeah, we're hoping. We're in it. We're in fall of yeah, 2015. It's called well, Mommy Tried so to Kill Me. for God's sake. <laughs> right. No, this, it, the, it's the, coming out. That last book is about the four months I spent in Paris. I was there for Charlie Hebdo. So went through all of that. Um, is Charlie doing all right? He's no, doing it was, right now. <laughs> it let's was, just make fun of realize, mass murders. Do you know the whole Charlie Hebdo thing is I saw those portraits, uh, the cartoons of, yeah. of Mohammed. None of them were funny. That's what offended me. I was like, you're just a bunch of button-pushing dipshits. Okay, but wait a minute. Let's go back. It's a, it's a satirical magazine. It's not a comedy magazine, number but one. But satire is supposed to have some sort of interesting something to say. But to the French, it? well, no, it's like the how the English and the Americans always complain about each other's sense of humor. The English say the Americans have no sense of humor. They don't get it. We say the same thing about the Brits. Am it's, I saying that the French don't, because it's funny to the French? Yeah. Oh, is it funny to the French? Yeah. It, in other words, All right, every, well, then I don't get it. Every culture has got, you know, our culture is... Everyone has a dumpling. All Every culture has a dumpling. You're telling me that humor is different. That is like the worst segue <laughs> I have ever heard in the history of segwayitis. Everybody has a dumpling. Every, every, I just want to go to a cocktail party once, and while people are talking, say, you know, everybody has a dumpling. I just want to everybody, say that. Every, please do. Please do. And, and then I'll me. reference you. Yeah, please do. Say, Jackie Cation Jackie says Cation. that every culture no, I'm not going to say Jackie Cation. I'm going to wait until they go, what the hell is wrong with you? And then it's I'm not my say, fault. Jackie Cation. <laughs> It's not my fault. Cation <laughs> thinks that everybody has a dumpling. Every, okay, so you're saying that that the French think it's funny. Yeah, because, you know, Charlie Hebdo has been around for a very, very long time. As long as your uh, mom's apartment building? No, not that long. Okay. Like in the 70s, I think it started. Because there is another one called Le Canard Enchaîné. That is the sort of the onion of France. Right, and okay? that's that's comedy. That's sort of straight-up uh, satire comedy. I don't get it either. I don't get uh, Charlie Hebdo, but Charlie Hebdo was in response to Le Canal because Le Canal was very, very popular and was, you know, selling out right and left and this and that. So uh, they must have been some, you know, capitalism. They just right, decided right. to. Comedy wars. Exactly. But the, it wasn't that it was funny. The reason they attacked was because of Allah. It's because it was not allowed, Right. It's not allowed anywhere. That I mean, right. it happened in Denmark. It happened. It's happened all it feel, over. But it feel it. Here's here's my defense. If it's funny, I'm on board. If it's you're just doing it for the shock value, just to be a button pusher, I think you're a dick. Well, I'm not clear why uh, these people keep picking on Allah because I'm I'm convinced they've run out of people to uh, of deities to you know r- make fun of. What about that Ganesh guy? Holy smokes, a lot of arms. Like, put a sweater on that, okay, and I that's ju- hilarity. I just, just want to say <laughs> that I've been to India. I spent two and a half weeks in India, and I worship Ganesh now because he does have magical powers. He, I, I bought him before I went into the hospital. I had a surgery over there, and the nurses would all in come India? in. India? Yeah. And the nurses would all come in and pick up the Ganesh and kiss my Ganesh, and I had no idea why. And I'd go, why, why are they doing that? And they'd go, oh, my God, Ganesh. So you can't speak ill of Ganesh to I all. I do not speak ill of Ganesh, except Jackie for that Cation. if I put a, a sweater on him, or is, are people going to think it's funny, or they think it's well, a then dumb joke? We would think it's funny. The Indians would not think that is funny. Right. They're like, yeah, I get but it. You see He's what I'm saying? Arms. It's like their gods are, you know, 
you know what it I'm turns saying. out they're sacrosanct. Here's <laughs> what, to us, I'll see a pattern. You, if you make a joke about God to you or me or the many, Judaic, the Christian Judaic God, or any yeah, God, and, yeah. no, our God, the God okay. that America always talks about for God's sake, or Jesus, <laughs> ah, the Jebus, the yes. Jebus. All right, then people will, most people will laugh. You get into uh, the what do you call them? The born agains. Right. If if I were performing for a bunch of people who did not find any jokes about Jesus funny ever, ever. Right. But I do. Yeah. I have a very old joke about, cause my brother is an evangelist and, uh, he has got the meanest Jesus. And it's a little known children's book. I want him to write called the meanest Jesus. That'd be a great book. And, uh, and we could get maybe Samuel Jackson to narrate it anyway. Um, <laughs> no, Morgan That's Freeman played God. <laughs> it would be better. <laughs> No, but it would scare you more into buying it because yes. of Samuel Jackson. And so, but the... You actually remember two movie stars' names. I'm very impressed. I only know black movie stars. <laughs> it's one of my... It's a, it's a it's gift. It's a thing. It's a I gift. Can, I can also tell Asian people apart. What is happening? Here's what's happened, Susie Sora. We are at an hour. You, Alrighty. It's hard to believe. We've taught... We literally... I, you've, you've probably put 42 minutes on ghosts here. Yeah, well... I, I, it's happened to me. What can I say? I mean, you know, people are constantly visiting people, and what they want visit. you to do is to watch more television, get back online. Do you have, did you get rid of dial up? Do you have a DSL? No, no, no. Still dial up? No. Okay. Don't good. have dial up. I haven't had that for years. <laughs> God's sake. I was mocking. I, I was making it. I wanted to. Do you still have a landline? We have a landline because of Andy oh, Ashcraft. Have, no, I have a landline. For God's sakes, if there's an earthquake, all the towers go down. <laughs> Safety Mouse uh, has an. We have a landline for that very same reason. And I say, if the earthquake's that bad, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's, no, uh, it, 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 were you it, here in 94? Yes, I was. And it was horrifying. Were you here? No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I remember that there are oh, great then you know what? And- Take that back. What you said about, you have no idea how frightening that was. No. That was a 6.7. Right. I, I think I was at a 5.4 here. Yeah. And it was nothing. nothing. Yeah. And, but my thing about earthquakes. That's like a fat person sneezing, a 5.4. A 5. Point, it feels like when I try to explain to people from Wisconsin and Minnesota what an earthquake is like, it's like being in the lake when your feet can't touch the, the, uh, the bottom of the lake and the waves are, are buffeting you. And that's what it reminds me of when I'm standing. And then the riptide grabs your feet. Well, that's, that's when it's jarring and it throws you around. I've never been in one of those. But what I, what I don't like about earthquakes is that you stand in a doorway and wait to find out if you're going to die. And you know what? I didn't make it to the doorway because I was awake. I was two in the morning. It was 4.28 a.m. I had just shot Seinfeld. Okay. Like two days before and left my clothes there. So you were in your car? No, I was in my apartment. Okay. And at 4.28, 4.27 a.m., I woke up to pee. Okay. And I peed, came back to bed, was ready to go back to bed. 4.28 a.m., it hit. And so I was wide awake right from the beginning. And let me tell you, the shock of it prohibits you from walking. And the building rolling, it rolls. You're not walking anywhere, honey. Right. You can't even crawl because by the time you got to the floor, you'd have fallen over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it sounded bad. I just, I remember comics, uh, from here. I would see them months later and they, one guy had this great bit about, it was John Bush, had this great bit about, uh, Quaker fakers. People, uh, were like, I woke up three, three blocks away, man. And, uh, <laughs> you're like, it wasn't that bad. 
but he called him Quaker Faker, that's which is funny. the greatest, greatest that's, line in the that's world. That's very funny. Everybody, you should go buy Susie Soros' book, and you should uh, follow her on Twitter and go see her Tumblr and Facebook. Susie Soros, thank you so much for doing the Thank you for us. having me, Jackie. And you know the rules out there, you guys. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?